Welcome to the American Med Spa Podcast, Medical Spa Insider. This week, AmSpa founder Alex Tiersch is in conversation with Ryan Rio, Chief Development Officer, and Ryan Rose, CEO of VO Med Spa. All right, everybody, what's going on? This is Alex Tiersch. It is Medical Spa Insider. I got to come up with a better name for our podcast than Medical Spa Insider. That just seems so... It seems so like 1980s or something, you know. It's just it's not it's 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 not fitting the bill. But um, anyway, uh, we are here on the Amspa Hotline for part two of Ryan's Squared, uh, otherwise Ryan Rayow and Ryan Rose of Vio Med Spa, which is a franchise um, that we. It, for those of you who 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 haven't heard the first podcast, I really encourage you to go back, regardless of whether or not you're interested in franchises or if you're just interested in the industry, um, and, 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 and take a listen. Cause we got, it's, it was, I thought it was a really interesting podcast. It, it was a lot of discussion about business and startups and just kind of the industry in general. And I think for, for, for anyone who's out there who is thinking about getting into the industry, this is something you should consider when it comes to, to how you're going to go about doing that. It's a, it's a tough business and, and the franchising model is still new to med spas, but um, it's catching on. And what you guys have done, Ryan, is is I, I think is really impressive. I, I've been following you guys from a distance. And when anyone you know asks me, hey, what's a what's a good franchise to look at? I always mention you guys. But let's just kind of kind of get caught up from a from a general um, perspective. It's been about, I would say about four or five months since we talked. Ryan, each one of you, you're both named Ryan. So I'll go just left to left to right. Ray, you're first on my screen. So tell me what's going on. Um, what's been the latest and and, and what's, what's going on in the world of VO MedSpot? Yeah, thanks again for having us, Alex. We really appreciate it. Enjoyed our first conversation and happy to be back. Um, we've had a fantastic year at VO. Uh, we're currently at 28 open locations. We think we'll be around 40 open by the end of the year. Um, when we crossed into January of this year, we're targeting around 40 to 50 um, have seen some delays just when it comes to real estate and permitting um, and the construction process, uh, which is, I think, natural in today's world, uh, but still on pace for about 75 open locations by the end of next year. have seen some extremely encouraging trends in our business, especially same-source sales growth over historically is what has been our slower season, the summer months. So incredible growth in July as well as August. And uh, we're really hoping that catapults us into our busy season, the fall. Um, Our service lines we've brought on this year, such as skin rejuvenation, uh, like Morpheus 8 and Cyton BBL Moxie um, are performing extremely well as, as, as well as wellness. Uh, so we've adopted wellness, which is peptides, bioidentical hormone replacement therapy, IV hydration, uh, and some spas have brought on all. Some spas have just brought, brought on certain components of it. Uh, but that's an encouraging trend, which has really just been internal marketing uh, through our uh, current members and, and clients. Uh, we haven't done too much external. Um, and uh, we also celebrated our first VO conference uh, just last week, uh, end, end of August in Cleveland. We brought together around 200 uh, uh, vendors as well as franchisees and managers uh, of the VO system to uh, really reset, uh, gain alignment, uh, 
put together a shared vision for the future. And it was a fantastic conference and, and really um, something that we're, we're now going to do every year and, and believe it will pay dividends into the future. Yeah. And um, Ryan Rose, I, I, I want to ask you about that because I think, you know, what as you were saying, talking about that, and we chatted a little bit before we we jumped on live was um, that that conference that you guys hosted just amongst your internal people. I think is 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 huge when it comes to folks who are trying to run their med spa because you've got like you you bring together everybody who's in the exact same position. They're dealing with the exact same things, and so that's got to be a really really cool way not only to educate but but, but to get to know one another. Um, talk a little bit more about about what you did was. Did you have, you know, was it all education? Was it fun and games? Like, you know, did you guys play, you pin the tail on the donkey? What was the, what's the typical VO Med Spa conference like? It was, well, first of all, it exceeded all of our expectations from a networking and education. And uh, really at the end of the day, a level up mentality going into the rest of the year and into 2024. So it was an opportunity. The way that we looked at it was, Really what we're trying to do in order to differentiate our med spa experience from others in the industry is a first class experience from front end all the way to back end to rebooking and to developing these relationships. So for us, you know, there are a significant amount of med spas out there and it's a very fragmented market. And what is the differentiator, right? It's the first class experience. It's the personal relationship and really identifying who our brand is going into the future. What we do is med spa services. But really the brand that we sit in is a hospitality brand, a relationship brand. And at the end of the day, a brand that delivers confidence to its clients. So we brought in keynote speakers. Um, we took everyone to a baseball game. We had a vendor tent where everybody, we encouraged interaction by carving out time within the conference uh, so that it was, uh, for lack of better terms, forced interaction, but none of it was forced. It was just, here's the time set aside. Because one of the most unique things about this industry is the vendor support, right? I, I've been in several industries. Uh, we research other industries all the time to understand what best in class and best practices are. And the vendor support here is just amazing. So we embraced that. We brought them in. Uh, they supported our conference, both with their time, their energy, and, and their, their financial resources to help us pull it off. Uh, in addition to that, we had an awards dinner where we recognized top estheticians and top injectors and franchisee of the year and best newcomer of the year. And then uh, we had a nice after party. That was fun. And so it was two and a half days in our hometown of Cleveland, Ohio, where it all started. And the the in the moment feedback that we received from franchisees that had come from much larger systems that had been to much larger conferences uh, really put the cherry on the top because they just they ranked the event a 10 out of 10. And, and that's what you're there to do. And there was a lot of brainstorming. There was a lot of um, roundtable sessions on specific topics that we had industry experts on. Um, our team really knocked it out of the park, um, specifically uh, Anna, who is our director of marketing, knocked it out of the park and everybody that supported her. Uh, it couldn't have gone better. And it really, really set us, as Ryan had said, um, set the level that we need to go to. And, and I think everybody embraced that fully. 
It's so valuable. I mean, I think, um, and it's, it's an investment too, right? Doing a meeting like that. It's not just, you know, it's, you, you celebrate, you, you get together, you get to learn, but it's just, it's, it's, it's so, and this is obviously coming from someone who does, we do meetings all the time. So, um, that's really cool to see. Um, and, and congrats on that. So I, well, one thing I wanted to, to just get your sense on, um, um, Ryan, I'm trying to say Ryan one. What do I say? Ryan, Ryan, a Ryan, a, um, you, you mentioned the single store sales were, were up, which is, which is great. I, I, have been talking to a lot of med spa owners this summer and it's, it's interesting cause it's really, really choppy. Like some are doing great. Some aren't doing as well. You talk to some of the vendors, um, you know, some of the, like the injectable sales are a little bit down. Um, but some of them aren't, it's really kind of, it's, 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 it's an interesting time as far as what's going on. We've got the whole, you know, you've got the semiglutide phenomenon that's coming on. You've got wellness. Um, and so I'm curious, like both of you, and let's start, um, uh, Ryan, uh, Ray on the left, let's kind of project out for the next six, 12, 18 months, as far as you're comfortable and, and, and tell me what you're seeing with the market and what you think's going on. And, and is, is, are we going to experience some choppiness as far as the waters or, 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 or what's the, what's the projection? Yeah, I, um, I can really only point to what we're seeing in, in VO. Yeah. Um, and what we're seeing is extremely encouraging trends. Uh, our July same store sales growth were uh, more than 80% up. I mean, it, it was phenomenal for uh, the summer months. And we've continued that, um, not quite at the same clip, but a very strong clip into August. And, um, you know, what we're doing is just continually look at how do we improve the system when it comes to earlier spas and more mature spas. And it's cohesive marketing, it's continued training education, it's the communication and events and conferences that Ryan just mentioned. Uh, it's really focused on culture. We see uh, a success factor in our more mature spas that are overperforming retention of the manager, retention of the providers. And that really boils down to culture and creating a, a team oriented environment. So our, our focus is really internal. And I think at times we have our blinders up to, to what is going on in the industry, um, but it's exciting. And uh, certainly uh, the year hasn't, has not been without challenges. Uh, we tried to, uh, well, we, we did, we acquired a four unit med spa in the South Florida market. That was a mom and pop brand and we've converted it to VO. That has been uh, a very taxing um, and, and more complex uh, opportunity than what we would have imagined. When you consider the rebranding, when you consider the technology changes, they had memberships, bring it into our membership program, uh, the, the culture of the spa, the, the, the operating procedures. Um, we've, we believe there was a big opportunity with conversions in the future. Um, we pivoted now since we've been in, in this uh, for several months and working through the conversion. So um, there's opportunities everywhere, but it's just really narrowing our focus on the opportunities that are paying dividends for us. And that's focus on culture, focus on uh, cohesive marketing, uh, continued training and we look at the white space. So why are some of our new spas ramping better than others? A lot of it deals with the team, the real estate. So doubling down on those initiatives that are really paying dividends for us. 
Brian, are you still are you feeling the same way about conversions as well? It's like that's the end of that crap. We're not doing that anymore. <laughs> uh, yes, I'll give you a short answer. <laughs> yes, uh, you know, all great things come with challenges. Yeah, right? so we'll we'll definitely see what the future holds. We're still bullish on it. Um, it definitely was uh, more challenging than we ever anticipated from multiple different fronts. And won't go into the details, but we've powered through it. I think we're on the back end of really ramping those up. They're fantastic real estate. They meet our model, you know, and just building them back up uh, with the right go forward strategy is where we are right now. And um, it's been uh, rocky and turbulent, but it's smoothing out. So, you know, I wanted to add a little bit. We're defensible. We believe that we're defensible in the full service med spa aesthetic category going forward for the foreseeable future because of several things. But one really is the membership model that we've embraced throughout our entire system. And so I mentioned that, you know, really we're about a hospitality and a relationship brand that leads to confident results for our clients. And, you know, it's it's developing that very intimate relationship with your clients. Someone comes in for something and it's a skincare thing. Well, at the end of the day, you know, and I, and I don't know how other med spas view it. I only know how we view it, but that's a client journey. That's going to take time to really get to your, the result that you're desiring. And that just isn't an injectable and it's not just an esthetician and it's not just a laser. And it, you know, it has all of these functions that go into helping our clients achieve their best results. And the comprehensive treatment plan through consultation that goes into our four walls uh, really is what allows us to continue that exponential level up and growth in the future. And I think that's a competitive advantage in the mindset. And as Ryan talked about the culture of teamwork between nurse practitioners and PAs and estheticians and the front desk and the spa managers. And when you're able to bring those all together and at our conference, uh, our training team did a great presentation on actual case studies that spanned 18 months for clients, right? And, and the before and the after and all the services that went in between and how they did the handoff and how they treated that client's um, request is really an amazing thing. And, and sometimes I think that any business, not just MedSpa, but any business can be thought of transactionally until you change the thinking inside the four walls that this is relationship-based, multiple touch points over a long period of time, as opposed to just a transaction where I come in and get my, you know, my wrinkle relaxer uh, three times a year. And, and I think having that headspace uh, it really positions us uh, to be defensible against any choppiness, not any choppiness, but most choppiness that that could face us in the in the future. Now, I'm you know I'm I'm, I'm curious because you you mentioned the the full the full the, the full treatment plan, which is what you know we're seeing that 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 more and more. And obviously, the, the the consult and the treatment plan are argue not the most important, but certainly they are they're up there. They're all important. But um, do you, how do you, how did you develop that over kind of a brand wide basis? And, and is this something that you're trying to, to transfer to all of your brands where every location does follows the same 
basic process or is there um is it more individualized per location per per you know per patient i'm i'm curious how how you got into that cuz it's a it's a it's a an important and very very um vital part to any business and i think a lot of thing a lot of med spas don't do it very well and so i'm curious how you kind of got there well, we're still getting there, yeah. right? I mean, at the end of the day, we're still, you know, a, an emerging brand. So there's things that need to go into the foundation and what we're building on as a foundation. I would tell you that it it happened organically in our first spa because you had that mindset, right? When Joe built that first spa, uh, you know, we mentioned Joe in the first podcast, but when he built that first spa and started to put the team together and started to put the lines of service together, I think naturally the way that the um, that the infrastructure was built kind of intertwined and, and then it evolved over time. Right. You get better skincare brand, brands in there and you get better um, providers that come in and you get this cohesive mindset over the past four or five years of, hey, look, um, I'm an injector. I'm providing a service for my client. But I've noticed a little skincare, and then they look at the client and say, do you mind if I bring the esthetician in to kind of review and see what this is and in a heavy partnership? So I think naturally it evolved as, as Joe had kind of founded it and the providers got more and more comfortable with one another and brought it together. Then we formalized it, right, really over the last three to four years as we've continued to grow. And we formalized it, we documented it, and then we started teaching to it. And but it takes time. I mean, it takes time because providers in a brand new spa have to develop trust with one another and they have to go through it and they have to build up. And so while we have it documented, while we have it documented, we have it available and we talk about it all of the time and we answer questions on on it all of the time. um, It's really just about the repetitiveness, right? Practicing teaching, bringing it up constantly in our monthly franchise business consulting meetings and at our conferences and reach out to your vendors. Once again, our vendors do a fantastic job of supporting those types of things. What service goes with what retail skincare line better, right? There's all these formulas. And at the end of the day, it's more of our providers thinking about it, right? Thinking about the comprehensive treatment plan when they're looking at a client. And then building on the experiences for the client as it goes. And, but at the end of the day, a comprehensive treatment plan is the most customizable, individualistic thing you can have because every client is different, no matter what. Every client's different. And, um, but as we push it down into the brand and, and it becomes more adopted, uh, it's, a, it's just a fantastic foundation to build, build us. Um, I, I love it. It's, it's, um, again, it's something that I think, and, and you had mentioned this earlier. I mean, you, but this is a, a, a retail based business. You know, you, um, I, you, there was another word you used. Um, what was it? You said, I can't remember. Anyway, I'll go back and, 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 and find that. But it was, uh, it's, it, it, it really is transactional when it comes to, you know, your, your, the, like the, the, the initial conversation with, with some of these conversions of the patients seeing you on Instagram or whatever it is, they've, all those things have to be converted, but at some point it becomes a relationship and it becomes, you know, it becomes much more personal. Um, and, and, and Ryan, you, you had mentioned that, um, you had several different treatments that you had brought in. So some, some new devices. I I'm curious what you're thinking about as far as 
the future of some of these treatments? Like, are, are we go, when I talk to folks, a lot of them say we're going very much towards wellness, right? It's all going to be wellness and aesthetics are going to be integrated. You know, obviously IV is a big thing. We've got weight loss. We've got hormone replacement. I mean, and you mentioned some of those things. Um, where do you think the treatments are going? And, and what do you see from, from, from your side of things um, as far as, as far as what you're looking forward to, what you're ramping up towards any, any thoughts or, 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 or advice on that, that topic? Yeah, definitely. We're, we're following the trends again in VO, our, our business. And uh, we're, we're seeing um, a few trends. One is body contouring is down for us year over year, skin rejuvenation is up. And yes, we've introduced more devices this year, but we did have a few devices last year, but the demand for skin rejuvenation, and again, it's about the comprehensive treatment plan. It's about the providers understanding um, the device and the results it can offer and what and, patients and just are. Curious, I'm, yeah. I'm curious, why do you think, or do you have any idea why body contouring is down? I'm curious. Um, I have some hypotheses uh, on that topic. And, you know, some have to do with um, cases and publicity that were negative to certain devices in the market. I also think it's a big ticket. And if uh, financials are tighter um, for a home and discretionary income, perhaps they look for um, other alternatives like semi-glutide um, to, you know, help uh, get to the result they're after. So potentially a threat to body contouring semi-glutide. However, like a, a, a an M-Sculpt Neo type device where you can build muscle, it, it could really complement it, it as, as well. So, um, you know, there's, there's various thoughts and debates, at least for VO, why is body contouring down for us? It's still a profitable business line. Their spa is doing very well. And I'd say the key for any service we offer is, is the franchise owner, is the team bought into the service? Do they believe in it? Are they educated on it? And they're confident to uh, speak about it when they're developing the comprehensive treatment plan with the guests. Uh, the spas that underperform, they're less confident. There's less belief in the results. So naturally, the results from a transactional standpoint aren't there. Um, wellness is something we're very excited about. And Ryan brought up Joe. Joe has a great analogy for wellness, which I, I believe is the truth. He, he speaks about wellness is where Botox was 10 years ago. We're very early. People are just starting to learn about it, but there's incredible adoption and results. And why we brought on wellness was our guests were asking for it. They were going somewhere for HRT or semi-glutide or IV. They love VO, they trust our providers, and they were asking, why can't I have these services here? Because the places they were going to, a lot of them offered aesthetics. So we had such a strong relationship with the guests, we started to introduce these services over a lot of thought. We brought on the leader, uh, Shelby, who's a physician assistant, background in functional medicine, uh, to help us uh, introduce the program and be very thoughtful with it, because uh, it's a complex service. And uh, as you know, uh, especially with semi-glutide and some of the peptides out there, you have to be careful on where you're sourcing the products and how you're prescribing it and the at-home use and, and the blood work necessary for it. So we've been very thoughtful about how we designed the program, but the adoption has been incredible. 
And when we look at wellness now, it's really an internal, external um, service offering for VO. So if we look at um, our, our guests' blood work and uh, there's hormone deficiencies or vitamin deficiencies, being able to offer bioidentical hormone replacement as well as vitamins in addition to the aesthetic offerings creates extremely well-rounded internal, external, comprehensive treatment plan, as Ryan mentioned, uh, for the guests. So it was a natural addition that's been very thoughtful. And the ramp up of that service line has been incredible with very little um, to, to no marketing. Again, it's just been internal um, uh, word of mouth through our current members and belief from our providers. So many of our providers in the spa are now using some or all of the wellness offerings. They're seeing incredible results. They're sleeping better. Uh, they're feeling more confident ab about the way they look because of wellness. So naturally, when they feel that themselves and when they're in for a consult, uh, we're now asking things like, how are you sleeping um, to uh, put together a wellness treatment plan in, in addition to the aesthetic treatment plans for our guests? Yeah, just to add on, you know, the internal wellness of all of us, right, is going to lead to the best results on the outside of us. And the other thing that I would say, uh, you know, Ryan talked about uh, body contouring being a big ticket item. You know, 90% of what people see is basically our face and our skin, right? They don't necessarily see the body contouring part. It's It's really a the body contouring to me is more about a self-image, right? How do I feel? Do I have, did I have loose skin? Um, did I have elasticity that I'm trying to tighten back up? Do I have pockets of fat cells that I'm trying to eliminate so that I can start to um, tone out? And because the outside world doesn't see your full body most of the time, uh, you've seen a high adoption of the skin rejuvenation, the skin resurfacing, you know, the injectables and the skincare, because that's what people see. And uh, however, um, as Ryan said, there's high adopters of body contouring within our system. We're big believers in it. Both Ryan and I have tried it. We know that the results are there. Uh, and it's just about, as we all say, with any, with any device that we have, it's about belief within inside the four walls on the results, because at the end of the day, they have to believe in order to tell their clients that it works. But we are we are super bullish on wellness. I mean, wellness is going to be a huge and growing part of our brand for the next five years. There's no doubt about it. A hundred percent. And it's well, and, and, and I guess I'd like to kind of drill down on that a little bit because we say wellness, right? And that, that term gets thrown around. Like, what does that even really mean? I mean, to, to, to an extent, um, it's, it's part of aesthetics because if you eliminate wrinkles, if you make your skin look better, you're more confident, you feel better. That's wellness as well. So in some ways it all ties in. And, and, and what, but when I hear people say, oh, wellness is going to be a part of aesthetics, like, well, I mean, when you say that, like, tell me kind of how you guys define that internally. When you think about how we're going to, you know, build our wellness side of, of treatments or if we're going to add a wellness product, what, what does that mean? You want to take a stab at that? Yeah. Oh, absolutely. So uh, to us, wellness, you know, up until recently, a lot of people just thought wellness was one of five different categories, right? If people said wellness, they're like, oh, you're just doing HRT or you're just doing peptides or you're just doing semi-glutide. 
you know, wellness is is a broad category that has multiple different arms coming off of it, right? So for us, wellness means a service offering of hormone replacement therapy, peptides, which includes semiglutide because semiglutide is actually a peptide. Um, but because of its notoriety, it stands alone in the marketplace. IV hydration therapy uh, and supplements. Those are really the categories that come down. So for us, we're very, once again, I'll use the word comprehensive. As before we start any type of wellness, the first thing that we do is do blood draws and we do those in-house and we send them out through LabCorp or another, uh, we're, we're partnered with two of them. We send those out, they're electronically got, uh, brought back and we sit there and we say, okay, client, here's where you're looking and here's the deficiencies. I'll give you a perfect antidote. I was one of the first clients to get blood drawn, me personally. And I went in and, and I'm going to be 46 next month. And so I'm 45 and I was feeling several symptoms. I was starting to get tired in the afternoon and, you know, um, brain fog and all this kind of stuff. And I'm like, oh man, I must be low on hormones and I should go in. And, but I went in and got my blood drawn. And at the end of the day, I was deficient in three categories, which were going to take care of nine of my 10, 10 symptoms. And it was vitamin B vitamin D. And I had too much iron in my blood called ferrin, right? My ferrin level was too high. So you want to know what my prescriptions were? A vitamin D supplement that cost me like 20 bucks. I walked out with a vitamin B12 shot, which is nothing, takes four seconds. And our provider told me to go give blood at American or at the Red Cross, because that would get rid of the iron in my blood. And I went back and got a further blood draw and um, my vitamin D was at 19 originally. And by the time I went back and got blood drawn, I was at 52, right? I want to be at a target of 80, but 52 was a heck of an increase. My vitamin B was at 273. The low end is 237. I was basically super deficient in vitamin B, took that all the way up and I went and gave blood and I feel fantastic right? On those three things. And so that's what wellness meant to me in the moment. Um, as a brand, it means all of those different functions. And I would tell you that we now have 86% adoption within our system on at least one category of wellness within all of our uh, locations. And so we define it as a broad category and adding on services as the spas get the providers that can perform them and be dedicated to them so that they can provide them to their clients. Hey everyone, let me take a quick second to share something really interesting for your business. Did you know that a staggering 74% of consumers shop on their phones while watching TV at night? That's like 7 out of 10 of your patients. But the real eye-opener here is that less than 1 out of 10 med spas actually sell their products online. Can you imagine the untapped potential of giving your patients the convenience to purchase treatments, services, or skincare right from the comfort of their own homes through your very own branded app? 
that's where RepeatMD comes in. RepeatMD is the fastest growing software in the medical aesthetics industry, and for good reason. RepeatMD is designed by e-commerce experts who have worked with renowned brands like Target, Nordstrom, and Neiman Marcus, and they'll build your practice its own mobile rewards and shopping app. Clients love RepeatMD, and patients love the experience RepeatMD provides. RepeatMD rewards patients for spending more, encourages them to come back more often, and helps them discover treatments they'll absolutely love. On top of that, your practice can sell memberships and offer financing for services all through your very own app designed and managed by the experts at RepeatMD. The bottom line is that RepeatMD enhances the entire patient experience while boosting your practice's revenue. They are game changers for your med spa. So what are you waiting for? Visit repeatmd.com forward slash amspa to book a quick product demonstration. And guess what? We'll have special pricing for medical spa insider listeners and you'll receive 50% off towards your first purchase. Don't miss out on this opportunity. Head over to repeatmd forward slash amspa today. I'd like to thank our friends at Hans Biomed, manufacturers of Mint PDO threads, for sponsoring this podcast. Do you feel like there's a limit to the lifting effects you can achieve with injectables or lasers alone? Then PDO threads may be the solution you've been looking for. PDO threads are one of the most powerful tools available on the market for non-surgical lifting. If you haven't already offered them in your practice, we have the perfect event for you. The Mint Lift Summit is the largest thread lift training conference in the industry and will be held on Saturday, October 21st, 2023. This event, hosted by Mint, the only PDO threads on the market with triple FDA clearance, will feature live thread lift demonstrations and didactic sessions by leading experts from the U.S. and South Korea. This is a hybrid event, so you can attend in person at the Intercontinental Los Angeles downtown, or the event will be live streamed, so you can join from anywhere in the world. The Mint Lift Summit is your opportunity to learn from and network with the global aesthetic community and get exclusive specials on one of the strongest PDO threads out there. Go to mintliftsummit.com to purchase your tickets today. That's mintliftsummit.com. Hey folks, Alex Tiersch here, and I want to give a shout out to our friends at Podium for sponsoring this podcast. MedSpot Trailblazers, listen up, in a booming $16.4 billion industry set to spike 15% in 2023. Staying ahead is not a choice, it's a necessity. Meet Podium, the MedSpot game changer. Your prime clients, the 35 to 54-year-old savvy seekers, are online. The question is, are you capturing those leads effectively? Enter Podium, an AI-fueled powerhouse designed to not only attract, but convert with surgical precision. Respond to leads within minutes via text with Podium's mobile app. Outpace the competition, don't just keep up. Supercharge your lead generation, skyrocket conversions, and watch your revenue soar. Click the link in the podcast to discover Podium. Your MedSpa's trajectory is about to hit the stratosphere. Thanks so much. One thing that I've that, that has been getting a lot of publicity just in the last couple of years is with mental health as well, right? Um, and that has to factor in somehow. And and I have there are some med spas out there who are starting to think about combining, you know, whole body health where they they're doing internal medicine, aesthetics, wellness, mental health. Um, you know, they're doing um, nutrition and all those things. Um, how does, how do you start thinking at, at what point, and, and, and this is just kind of off the cuff, at what point does the, the mental health aspect come into this where you start, you know, you, whether you're doing, I don't know if it's counseling or if you actually have prescriptions there, like, have you thought about that and what, and what role does that, that, that fit in as well as anything you have to add from, from what Ryan said? Yeah, from a wellness perspective, um, I don't have much to add. I thought Ryan uh, put it very eloquently. Um, 
I will say more from a business perspective of when we coach our franchisees, um, what does wellness do for us? Not only does it create a stronger, more well-rounded relationship with our guests. So let's say a provider leaves. Um, we have more service lanes that have relationships with the guests. So there's less likelihood that that guest leaves deal uh, because we're now working with them from injectables, uh, facials, as well as wellness. So creating that well-rounded relationship with the guest. Um, the, the, the other thing um, with wellness, uh, what I would say is uh, the consumable uh, is, is usually pretty low. So when we look at cost of goods, which was one of your highest um, line items in the P&L, having a well-rounded service mix is very important for our franchise owners. So if you're heavy in injectables, you're going to have a higher cost of goods sold. If you're also offering esthetician services and wellness services and skin rejuvenation, you're going to get to a more optimized cost of goods sold. So not only is it important for the patient and guest relationship, it's also important for the business owner. Service mix is critical to running a profitable VO or profitable any med spa. So it's something to be cognizant of as you're bringing in new service lines and understanding what is an ideal weighted average of cost of goods look like based upon X percentage of sales in each bucket. So wellness helps lower that cost of goods when done right, uh, which is important um, for the health of the business. Um, as far as mental health and where the industry is going, um, Ryan spoke about it earlier, the case studies that we saw uh, in our conference uh, discussing the comprehensive treatment plan of before and after over a 12, 18, 24 month period, that's mental health right there. So if you would see the before and afters and they're everywhere in the industry, it's life changing on what these uh, services can do for our guests. So there's byproducts of mental health, I think, just even through the services we offer that truly are life-changing. Um, we're also big on partnerships. So we're always creating local uh, relationships with hair salons or fitness studios or uh, dietitians, et cetera. So, um, you know, when it comes to mental health, uh, things like meditation and yoga retreats, those are great partnerships in our mind for VO. Probably not something we bring internally, um, but, you know, forming those uh, community relationships to uh, truly create a tribe of VO in that local area where you're working with other business owners to uh, create a, a health and wellness community. Yeah, and I'll, I'll just add on and, and supplement, Ryan, you know, our part in improving mental health is exactly what Ryan said, is improving the confidence level of the client on their journey, right? Whatever they want, being able to support them. Uh, when it comes to formal mental health, right? Formal, like we're going to work on the confidence side. We're going to work on helping them execute. But there are professionals out there that are trained and dedicated to mental health. And it's not something that VO is gonna commingle when it goes to that level, right? We would look for a, a professional partner uh, in the community that the VO exists. Uh, if our franchisees wanted to get into that reciprocal relationship of, of help, uh, it's certainly a um, top of mind topic for most people. I think most of us, 
know someone um, or at least know of someone that struggles with mental health, right? It's just the world that we live in today. And, it, and it's it's different than what we've experienced right over the past 40, 50, 60 years. And so we're very sensitive to it. Um, you have to also understand that, and I'm sure you do, but you know, 95% of our employees or our franchise employees are medical professionals, but that's what they went to do. So there's a sensitivity uh, to that topic of mental health with them as well. And so I think they're cognizant of it, but I don't think it's a line that we'll ever cross when it comes into professional mental health services. It would be more of a, an outsource or a help from there. Interesting. Um, I, I do want to ask something that as, as I was, I was, I went back and listened to our podcast, our first one. And, and one thing, I can't remember which one of you said it, but this is a, in a little bit changing, changing tracks back to kind of the business and, and the, the opening of Metsmiles. We're still seeing a lot of folks who want to come into the industry and they want to open um, and, and, and they're, they're struggling with, with, with that aspect for a lot of reasons. Um, one of the comments was, because you've been in franchising for a while. This is not your first rodeo when it comes to franchises. Um, you mentioned that the, the learning curve for franchise owners, franchisees in medical spas tends to be steeper than what you've seen. At least that was what, what, what I, my impression was. And, and, and that kind of caught my eye because I, I'm curious, you know, business is business a lot of times. Retail business is retail business. A lot of the things that we're doing in this industry are similar to what we're doing in other retail-based industries um, and other healthcare-based industries as well. But I'm, I'm curious, what's the what's the thing, like what is it that makes this industry a little more difficult? What, what makes the, the learning curve a little steeper um, than what you've seen in other franchises, uh, in other, other franchise industries? Because that's, uh, it, it's something that I think people need to, to think about when they're, when they're starting because that's often why a franchise kind of becomes the answer for them. But sometimes it's also why a franchise is not the answer for them. They want to do something else. So I'm curious about that. Um, what's the what? What's your thought process? I, whoever wants to go first is fine with me. Yeah, I'll take a stab first. So um, you're right. We, we definitely uh, view video or the medical spa industry in general as much more complex than traditional franchises. And the reason for that is, Think about health, wellness, retail franchises that are top of mind. So Orange Theory Fitness or Massage Envy or European Wax Center. What do those brands have in common? Well, usually they're only in one or two service lines. So Orange Theory, they're selling a boutique fitness workout. European Wax Center, they're selling female waxing. Uh, massage Envy, they do facials, but primarily they do massage. So what you have is a very narrow and deep focus on their service lane. You get into medical aesthetics and VO has five different service lanes. So there's a lot more to understand. And again, to create this team oriented environment. So the providers are working together, throw in medical involvement, throw in corporate practice and medicine and forming MSOs versus directly owning uh, an, an entity and the licenses required and good faith exams of, I can't go to an RN first, I need to see a nurse practitioner, physician assistant to create the treatment plan. Some states RNs can inject, some states they can't. Some states estheticians can do microneedling, some states they can't. So there's a lot of nuances and complexities to this business, which truly creates a moat and a barrier of entry for many franchises because um, there is a lot of brands trying to grow out there, 
but I think where they falter is compliance. And it, it, I believe Ryan brought this up on our first podcast, but we spent the first three years of VO building the foundation on compliance. We're now really focused on the brand and uh, content strategies and uh, doing more to just create awareness. But the backbone of what we've done since beginning is compliance. So that's difficult for franchise owners to understand. It's also difficult for brands to scale from a national basis. And then the last thing I would throw in there is it's extremely rare to find a business where you have a manager a manager of a retail shop that has employees underneath them that make more money. So um, usually the injector is the highest highest paid position in a med spa for rightfully so. They have a master's level degree. uh, They generate a lot of revenue and um, the manager potentially usually makes less. So it creates an interesting dichotomy of leadership uh, within a retail setting that most industries don't see. So there's lots of learning curves, uh, not only from medical multiple service lanes, but also the dichotomy of developing a culture within a medical spa that you don't find um, in other environments. Yeah, you know, you're you're you guys are speaking my language with this compliance stuff, but go ahead. Um, <laughs> I would just add one layer to Ryan's, uh, you know, the multiple lines of service that we have compared to to other successful franchise brands that have singular or double lines of service is within each of those lines of service. We have dozens of products, dozens of different products that have to be learned and um, studied and practiced. I mean, you talk about fillers, there's multiple different fillers, wrinkle relaxers, there's multiple different wrinkle relaxers, uh, different pieces of body contouring equipment, different lasers. I mean, it goes so deep into each category that eventually it becomes broad and deep. Whereas the other locations that open up their door, it's narrow and deep from the very beginning. Ours is very broad at top, and then it takes a long time to go deep, which expands or extends, I should say, the learning curve that we talk about. Yeah, it's we we, we talk about this all the time. It's it's kind of a, it's a melting pot of licenses, a melting pot of 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 of, great of, way to put of, of professions, great and way. and it, and it really makes it. I'm curious when you go to like you know your franchise franchise or conferences and you talk to other people that are in franchise is, is, is there a feeling among other franchise owners or franchise verticals with that that this is a uh, a tougher business to be in than, than others is, is that something that you guys can comment on or is it is it just I'm, I'm curious what the the overall feeling is if you have any idea I'd say from the outside looking in uh, there's a ton of attraction and interest because people hear of these four and $5 million med spas and um, 30% EBITDA potential and everything that's gets thrown out in the industry. What you don't understand until you do your due diligence is the complexity of it. And I'm sure Alex, you see this with uh, people attending boot camps or medical spa show. There's so much interest and eagerness to get in this industry. And I think there's a lot of people get in who don't know what they're getting into. So my job in development is educating uh, prospective franchisees of VO on what they're getting into. 
This is the, the capital it takes. This is the time it takes. This is um, what a realistic ramp up looks like and how much um, stress that you can put on to yourself uh, in, in the form of working capital of getting the business ramped up. Um, now, if you do these things, it can be very lucrative and attractive. And here's case studies in our system to point to. But, um, you know, there's there's a ton of interest in getting this category. And um, I, I think many uh, new owners in the, in the medical spa industry starting their own or joining a franchise don't quite understand the work involved. I couldn't agree more. I think it's, it's, it's something that, um, in some ways is an, an advantage. Uh, you know, it's the, the, anytime you have a barrier of entry, I think it, it makes it better for those of us who, who, who are in. But, um, I do think the, and one just kind of proof of this is I'll have conversations with, you know, investors or private equity folk from all over. And, and I can tell almost immediately that a lot of them who are not healthcare focused, they, they, they don't, they don't, get it. They think it's, they think it's like, oh, this is like orange theory or it's like a nail bar, but they don't really understand that when you, the minute you cross state lines, especially God forbid, if you cross into like California, like you're going to have, you know, it's, it, everything is different. So, um, yeah, I mean, we're, we're, we're going to up against, up, up against time again. Um, but, but, but Ryan Rose, let me know what your, what your thoughts are on this, if, if anything, and then we'll get some final comments. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. I mean, we talk about this internally a lot. And and as time has gone on, we've gotten more direct with our message of people that are interested in MedSpa and more challenging up front to say, hey, look, if these are the things that you're not willing to do, don't do it. Right. It causes more work for you. It'll cause consternation for you because you have an unrealistic expectation of what this is from the beginning. But the people that are willing to go through the battlefield for, you know, one year, two year, three years, especially on their first one. Now, our franchisees that have opened up a second location and a third location, we now have our first group that's opened up a third location and they figured it out and went through the hard work up front. It is wildly beneficial for them to keep on going right and to keep on investing. But if you're not willing to dedicate legitimately the first two to three years of your career in a med spa or VO for that matter, as we're talking about VO, then you shouldn't do it. You, you just shouldn't do it. And um, you have to be a student of the game. And, and if you're not a medical professional and you're walking in, I talked about this at our conference last week, you need to sit down with your providers, ask them questions. You don't be, you don't need to become a medical expert, but you do need to become an expert at understanding your medical professionals that are working with you and, and for you and, and to help you grow. And if you can get to that part and really invest yourself, it's a very worthwhile investment if you're committed and passionate. If you're not, if you're just looking at this as another investment, we wouldn't encourage you to do it. All right, guys. Final thoughts. We're, we'll we'll definitely you know I, I think it's it's great to have you you here because we, we we get a, a you know a chance to to take the pulse kind of on a on a local micro level, but also on a more of a national level, which I think is 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 exciting. Um, and so uh, I you know I'm sure there's stuff that we forgot. I'm sure we're going to get questions, and as, as time goes on, we'll we didn't we'll, even we'll get hear. to talk about your compliance stuff. Alex. I know I don't even well you know <laughs> I didn't really need to because um, Ryan A just took care of it. He he he, <laughs> he mentioned all the buzzwords. 
corporate practice of medicine. I mean, my goodness, there's nothing more to say. Um, and yeah. although you can't see this, he's drinking out of a Bernadotto cup, which is which. Don't think I, I didn't notice. Shout out, Brad, Jay, Michael. Um, but there's a time. I mean, and we're actually going to be rolling out uh, here very soon a um. A more of a, a short kind of compliance based blog and and podcast, which we'll, we'll, we'll talk about that exclusively. And I would love to I would love to get into that with you guys because your your kind of perception and the way that you approach it is is going to be vastly different than that than others. And and it's it's such an important topic. And this is what I'm seeing with some of these bigger investment companies that are trying to get in, that's where they're struggling the most is, is figuring out the expansion, uh, figuring out how to, how to, how to, um, normalize and systematize their processes over state lines when, when the laws are so different. And a lot of them just are not figuring it out. And I think it's, 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 it's something that we need to get into. Um, it's, it's a bigger topic. I don't want to breach that subject right now because we'll probably be talking for two more hours, but, um, um, give me your kind of final thoughts on 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 everything industry wise. Um, next couple next couple months, couple of years, what you're looking forward to, um, and and then we'll go from there. Yeah, I'll start. Yeah, we're uh, we're extremely excited about the fall. Uh, we've put a lot of uh, foundation infrastructure pieces in place uh, this year, uh, which has paid dividends. But we really are um, expecting a very strong fall season for Bio. Um, we're also ecstatic with just how many locations we have in development. So we look at markets that have two, three, four locations open. Uh, we see uh, brand awareness growing, which is in turn yielding to a lot of positive results. So what we have towards the end of next year with about 75 projected open locations um, is that increased brand power. And uh, there's a lot of, lot of ways to, to grow and opportunities in this industry. The roll-up strategy is, is uh, being deployed by a lot of private equity groups and they're being very successful. We're really betting on building a brand and we're seeing that power play out, but we're hopeful we're going to see it play out um, even greater in the years to come as confidence in, in the VO uh, system continues to grow. That's awesome. Yeah, I... Um... Just a couple of things to add. Uh, that was a great summary, and I feel the same way. Uh, you know, internally, we're going to continue to go deeper in our expectations of ourselves, of our team, of our franchisees. Uh, level up, right? Really maximize um, and optimize the opportunities that exist inside the four walls that are open. Uh, so that the foundation continues to become larger and larger, uh, and you can't really knock us down. Uh, we do believe that we're in one of the pole positions in the MedSpa franchising world, and we take that responsibility incredibly seriously, and we'll continue to drive that responsibility down into our franchisees as brand representatives within their local markets. So a lot of internal communication, a lot of leveling up, you know, challenging, taking honest assessments of ourselves, asking our franchisees to assess themselves in an honest uh, way and um, just continue to get better and better. That's, I mean, I'm a true believer of what we did today was at our best effort. And if we do the same thing tomorrow and the next day, and all of a sudden we're going to wake up in two years and, and be a heck of a heck of a brand. Yeah. I love it. That's what we're looking forward to. 
That's a great way to look at it. I think um, it's a great way to live your life too. So um, appreciate uh, appreciate your time again. Um, keep in touch. I know we'll 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 be seeing you soon. We've got we're we're already working on medical spa show um, for next year. And I, by the way, there's some crazy stuff we're rolling out. You guys are gonna be you're gonna have a lot of fun. I can't wait to talk about it. But um, we'll have you guys on a little bit later. And 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 good luck with the fall. And 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 we'll talk soon. Okay. For sure. Thanks, Thanks Alex. Awesome. Appreciate it. Thanks for joining us this week with the American Med Spa Podcast, Medical Spa Insider. This week, AmSpa founder Alex Tiersch was joined by Ryan Rio, Chief Development Officer, and Ryan Rose, CEO of VO Med Spa. If you are new with us, click on the subscribe button, then receive new content when it happens. Leave a rating and a review. See you on our next episode.